I'm a fan of that. Understand violence. Be a fucking killer if you have to. I had the same thing. I love Bobby, but he's mad at me. <laughs> me, me, me. Look at me. I'm in great shape and you're chubby. I'm better. And she was like, yeah, excuse me. I'm going to go save this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you skinny f <laughs> And... How was your audio? Everything's good for you? Everything's good. Everything's crisp. Crisp. My voice has got a little uh, soda in it. A little sandpaper. You, you have like I mean? a sexy rasp. <laughs> well, you know, if I wanted to do like a, a car commercial or maybe just a perfume ad. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. It smells like, it smells like possibilities. It's kind of creepy. Well, you guys... Uh, Very Yellowstone. You guys know yeah, our yeah. guest for today. Welcome back to All True with George Janko. I am with Brian Callen. I've been watching your stuff for a very long time. We've DM'd uh, like almost two two years ago. Maybe. It's yeah. been a minute. We've been DMing uh, and I'm just super honored to have you on. Thank you. Uh, this is my beautiful girlfriend. She's my co-host for today. Nice to meet you. Fantastic. Uh, uh, please don't look at her too much. No, she's at, at my age. Even looking at somebody that age is already creepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got to look. I look kind of generally. I, I blur my eyes. I go, hi, nice to meet you. And then I move on. Well, I oh appreciate that. Yeah. Especially because you're, you're a good looking man with a rasp. Not bad, right? With a, not, with a rasp. I, and tall. And taller than you thought. I want to get into your health. By the way, can we pan right here? We got a nice setup right here. Because I know my man is all about the health. I, I did I did some homework on you and I and, I, and I'm very very fascinated by you as an individual yes. and I can't wait to dive into to you and your psyche and and because you could get really funny but then also you could cut deep real deep. Well, I think it's important. It, I, I think your your comedy, I think your comedy should should come from the things you care deeply about. And then you have to ask yourself if I care deeply about them, why do I care deeply about them? What is worth caring deeply about and what is not worth caring deeply about? And as you get older, when you guys are young, I think part of the good thing about education, if it's a proper education, is you learn how to distinguish between a good idea and a bad idea, right? Mm. And so, or good ideas and bad ideas. And that's what, you, that's what you define yourself on. You define yourself on the lines you're willing to defend, on the lines you're willing to fight for. When did you start setting these boundaries or like learning curves? Because I've, I just started getting into setting healthy boundaries with individuals that I work with or, or, or mm -hmm. I have relationships with and family, friends and, yeah. and any type of way. And your ability to be like, ha ha ha. But then when it's needs to be serious, yeah. like at what point in your life were you like, has, has this ever been a turning curve? Like, have you, have you ever I, been I walked up, on? I grew up all over the world. So I grew up in countries that had embraced ideas I don't agree with. For example, socialism or even borderline communism or um, caste systems. So I, I was born in the Philippines. I lived in India. I lived in Pakistan. I lived in Greece. I lived in Saudi Arabia. Army all, family? Yeah, all that stuff. Got it. But, but, but and I had a wonderful time, and I loved the people, and I, lo I loved being around those cultures and, and, and all that stuff. Um, but I saw the price people pay, in my opinion, for being on the wrong side of ideas. Um, and I think maybe I started to kind of, I was curious as to why I was lucky for no, I hadn't done anything. I was just American. I was just a, a white kid from America. I, even though I'd grown up all over the world, I didn't live in this country until I was 14. I was still American. My parents were American. I spoke English. It was a universal language. The dollar was the universal currency. And all those things kind of like uh, when you're in Africa and you see children knocking on the window of your van and they want the lunch that you don't want because it's gross and they and you I watch them tear it apart that's humiliating to me because and 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 it was I never forgot that because I saw what poverty and hunger does to people 
So then you say to yourself, well, why am I lucky? What, I didn't do anything to deserve this. How come I'm, when I was in Yemen, I saw a guy with a full-blown leprosy? He had no nose. And you're a kid. And you go, I don't have to worry about leprosy. Well, what happened? How did I get here and how are they there? Yeah. And that's why I take, um, I guess, ideas, philosophy, political philosophy, and, uh, and all of that very seriously. I, I, I love yeah. everything you just said. Jess, could you go turn off the washer and dryer upstairs so we could hear him clearly? And uh, Yeah, I sweat through a couple shirts. So I'm washing <laughs> my stuff. Because <laughs> I train all the time. I ran here. I'm like David Goggins, but not as muscular. Do you, uh, do you feel like people should grow up in your shoes until they're 14? Because there's a type of respect that I would grow up on, and I usually got it from ethnic people. Mm. Uh, and it was because we were first generation, and we had... The, the, the integrity and the respect from old country mentality. Um, for example, I went to Saudi Arabia and it was fascinating how I was programmed to be scared of being in that country, and even as a Middle Eastern man, which is stupid to, yeah. to even think this way. Uh, but again, my parents fled th their country because of the wars that Did were- Did your family flee Iran? Iraq. 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 Oh, do yeah. they, they speak Arabic? Uh, they speak Assyrian, Arabic, Turkey. They wow. speak they speak uh, Turkish. Because I was going to say, if you're Assyrian, it, that de facto means you had to you. It's almost like being Armenian, mm -hmm. even though Armenia has their own place. But no, usually no, yeah, there was a diaspora, and and you come from somewhere within that. But that's I believe that Babylon, that area of Iraq, was where Assyria, where the Assyrian nation, yep. started. Yeah. Yep. So and I, I, I'm flattered that you know this. Yeah. I didn't know about my own people until I was like in high school, and we had a substitute. And he's like, you're a Syrian? He goes, do you have any idea where you're from? Very and I rare. was like, yeah. no. <laughs> but you know, your parents always tell you that our, our people are the best. So it's like, you just hear it from everywhere. So I just thought they were bluffing. But I guess like, we made like math and like astronomy and like wrestling. Like once I went to the, the Museum of Assyrians, it was like absolutely incredible. You can oh, come yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, as, it's as old a culture as it So gets. do you think it's culture that we're missing in, in this type of day and age? Because you do, you, I watch... And I was telling Bell this, and I, I'm not a conspiracist. I don't, I don't like to sit here and like wrap my head a, a, against conspiracies because I do feel like conspiracies in general could just throw you off of your whole like life if you get too caught up in them. But I do pay attention to things and I absorb them. So when I'm watching sitcoms where uh, the man of the house is always the dumbass and like they're just talking ill about him and they're representing the, the, the father figure in the house to be such low status. And then the way that the, the kids in the show talk back to their parents, not for nothing, bro. If I ever even in an exciting way, in a happy way, raised my voice to my parents, they'd beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like that's not, that is not an okay thing. Yeah. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30 years old. And if my father says jump, my first reaction, how high pops? Bro, I was raised the same way. Did Irish you get your Italian? ass beat? Irish and Italian and <laughs> traditionalist. Get the, take your feelings. My grandfather was Sicilian. Get the, I was like, I want to change the world. My grandfather was like, you're 18, make your bed. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who the fuck is this kid? Who told you you could even speak? You know, there, there is, uh, that's a really good question. And I think that part of the advantage of coming from a very old culture or any culture is that the, there are certain customs, mm -hmm. beliefs, Traditions. norms, behaviors that evolved over centuries for a reason. There is, there is a great value because what it does is it allows you to be less confused about where you stand in the world. Yeah. If you see people um, 
I always make this joke. If you're, if you're Dominican or Cuban and you talk back to your mom or you're like in Santa Monica, if you're trying to invent your, as Americans, we're, we're especially more educated, upper-class Americans. There's a tendency to, the more educated you are, is to throw out all the tradition and invent your own culture. Yeah. So yeah. now you get things like this, and I've sat in these rooms with these. It's like my child is talking back to me. I honor you. You honor me. You're a sovereign person. You teach me. You're my hero. I aspire to be like you. You aspire to be like me. So you say 50-50. Talk, like, do that in a Cuban or a, or a Dominican household. Do that in... They'll, the grandma will take her shoe off and whack you right in the, right in the ass, yeah. okay? There's no and, respect. And, There's none. And those people, like you go to Miami, one of the things I love about being around other cultures is that their feet are on the ground, man. They don't need a lot of therapy. They know what's up. Mm -hmm. They express themselves. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, not, it's not lost on me that a lot of people in our culture who seem to think that everything that was in the past is... They label it with all kinds of bad words. Yeah, they yeah. think it's rubbish. They they mock religion. First of all, that's I mean, the, bro, that's the you're, biggest. You're, yeah. dude, that's you're the preaching biggest to the thing. choir, my guy. I mean, it's the biggest. It's so fun to mock, for example, Christianity, um, or just the, the entire Judeo-Christian ethic. I can go into why that's that's so simplistic. They just put it in a tiny box. Religion's about control. It's it's, it's just like okay, I know, but our entire. I mean, I'll go into that in a second, but. You, you, it is, it is the height of ignorance to do those kinds of things, and you do it at your own peril. Yeah. Because, because, what happens is if you invent your own culture, or you invent your own religion, what you're really talking about is inventing an ideology. You can't do it on the fly, man. Mm. Those things have evolved through time. Yeah. They know? come from experience and knowledge, and like, I mean, like myself, like I grew up in France, and so. Oh, tu parles français. Ouais, c'est ma première langue. Hey, 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 eyes down. Eyes down. Non, je parle français un petit peu. I don't know what you're saying, bro. She speaks French. She speaks French. She's my first première language. langue. Uh, What? Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's a, that's a French break. Sorry, uh, any French audience Damn, so you're French. In? There it yes, is. Yes, okay, keep French. going, please. And um, so grow growing up in France, it's just like the culture and the way you're raised, it's you learn how to cook. Like, I was making myself breakfast and cooking by the time I was like five years old. I was making myself homemade caramel, like, you know, yep. and just you learn about art and music when you're in like the first grade we were learning about Mozart and having to read music and know everything about him. My mom wow. took us out of school in the afternoon so that we could walk around and learn about like all the art in the city and everything. And then when I was 10, I moved to Canada and most of my friends like didn't even know how to cook. Damn. You know, and yeah. that's that's why like coming from a different I was like, you don't even know how to boil water. You don't know how to make pasta. You know, that's crazy. So it's I think like sacrilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Italian too. So like, I'm like, what? You don't know how to make pasta? Wow. But um, but I think that's like part of culture. You miss so many things that help you in life and raise a family and like all well, the things I, you I, need yeah. to know. And I don't think that our uh, generation of Americans that have thrown away all of that, or at least buck against the, all of those traditions, are happy. I, I just don't. I think there's a reason that that uh, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication is at a sky-high consumption. I, I, I talked about this on another podcast. I'd love to get your uh, opinion on this. So I, I do look at life in a very biblical sense. Mm -hmm. I, I am a Christian, and so what I try to do is I, I, I read the Bible as instructions. I make jokes about it. I think the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out who I am and, and learn through what which I think are geniuses that wrote these phenomenal books in this in this library called the bible and so in the beginning was the word 
and he says, let there be light. And he, and he starts explaining how he creates is he starts it with his mouth. And then he explains that we're made in his image, right? So it dawned on me one day that the studies have shown that vibrations do change a lot. So if you talk ill to a plant, it dies. And if you talk positive to a plant, it like blossoms to be very beautiful. Um, I've That's not altogether true, but I know what you mean. In other words, if you were to play hardcore death metal versus classical music, the plant will do well. Yes. I just want you to be careful of those because that's, that's where you get caught up. They'll, people will catch you with those kinds of... Just be careful with those statements because I want you to make it... No, point. perfect. I'll, yeah. I'll look more Keep into it. That's why I said I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but if you shatter the plant top, top of your lungs for a long time versus you know purr to it, it's going to have an effect apparently. Okay, so there, there's some type of studies that this vibrations from your lips yes. or from a speaker will cause some type of yes. change. Yes. And so when I started realizing this and absorbing it, I realized that the people that go to the gym are, what are they? They're always excited and they're happy about health. The people that are depressed are always, oh, bro, I'm anxious, I'm depressed. Uh, the people that are excited about life are like always looking for the positive. So I changed the way I speak to myself because I started hanging out with people that are not necessarily the super most positive individuals in the world. And I was like, okay, let me rewire my brain. And uh, I would look in the mirror and I would say positive things to myself mm -hmm. until I could correct my vocabulary towards myself. That's great. And then I realized that I am moving at a different uh, vibration, if you will. That's awesome. Um, I love that. And I agree with that. And I believe in that. Okay, cool. So this is something you believe in. I do. I do. Um, I guess what I always kind of when I hear young people mock religion, I'm not even Christian, I'm not, I'm not a practicing, but, but um, let me defend it for a sec. When I, um, I have enormous respect for the, the Judeo-Christian ethic because, and, and any religion actually, the major religions. Um, and the reason I do is, is, let me just take Christianity as an example. I think that people are not aware of how much they not only benefit from that ethic, but also um, how much they believe in it without realizing it. So let me give you an example. You know, if you talk to most people, racism is a terrible thing, okay? Uh, um, slavery, of course, is terrible. I don't, do you know anybody who's pro-slavery? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> I mean, some people are into sexual slavery, but that's a whole fucking different thing. But you know what I'm saying, right? So for the most part, people are like, hey, man, take it easy, you guys. I gotta blur my eyes again. God, dude, this is a family podcast. God, they're making eyes at each other. Anyway, but like... You, you know, you, you take for granted that, you know, uh, racism is bad. You take for granted that slavery is an evil. That argument had to be fought and won for. For most of history. Yeah. For most of history, all of that slavery, just taking somebody and putting them in bondage, was what you did because you could. It wasn't considered, it wasn't really, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about it. And... I remind people that the, pe the first people to outlaw slavery and enforce that law were the, were, were the British, but that movement was spearheaded in the United States and in Britain by what you people would call right-wing Christians. Because the idea was everyone is of the same moral worth. Yeah. Why is it that in our judicial system that all of us believe in, essentially, if I kill Bill Gates or I kill some wretch on the street, some guy who's, you know, some, some drug addict who's just sitting there in a hump, and you didn't see them, like, they're lying there and there. I do the same amount of time. If I walk by and shoot him in the head, I go to jail for life for that. Yeah. Now, now, in traditionally, you could say, but dude, that guy has no value, man. He's taking up space. He's using up resources. I, got, I just got rid of him. It's bad meat. 
And you'd be like, and then they go, what's your status? And you go, oh, I'm a, I'm a prince. I'm aristocracy. They go, you're good. You're good. You're a higher birth. Okay. But guess what? In this country, or in, in all, most of the, most of the, at least the modern world, you go to jail for a life. Whether I do it to him or I do it to Bill Gates. Why? Why? Because our judicial system is predicated on the idea that because we're all, whether you believe it or not, there's one father and we're all brothers and sisters. What does that mean? Monotheism says that essentially all of us are the children of that one God, meaning we're all brothers and sisters, meaning we're all of the same Equal. moral worth. Yeah. It's moral worth. And that means you as a human being are not in a position, no matter who you are, to judge what I'm worth. Even though I'm a wretch on the street, that's not for you to judge. And everyone agrees with that. I don't care if they're an atheist. I don't care if they're a Buddhist. Everyone in this country agrees with that. And that is a Christian idea. And our judicial system is. It'd be very easy with math and rationality to, to argue and make a strong argument for why some people are just worth more than other people. They just are. The profoundly, the profoundly um, what's the word? Is retarded the wrong word? The profoundly uh, mentally retarded, the me mentally handicapped? Yeah. The profoundly mentally handicapped are a drag on resources, right? Yeah. I mean, you could say that. So you could make a very strong argument. And by the way, the Soviets did, a lot of communist countries did. You know what? The Nazis did. They're in the way. They're draining resources. We got to get rid of them. Okay? We would never do that in this country. But the way you argue against that is not with math, not with rationality, not with money but with the idea that we're all of the same moral worth and it's not for you to judge. When you say you can't, don't judge, it's not for you to judge. That means you don't know the whole story, but somebody else does. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody write drop. it down, man. Mike Why was drop. that me? I want music. <laughs> I, want, I want wind blowing my hair back, bro. But you know what? I should I be on a horse. I promise you all of that will be added in post. <laughs> it better be. Everything that you just did. We're going to Photoshop long hair. Dude, just please. Flowing. Please, I want a mane. I want his hair. Glowing <laughs> sunshine. All right. I, uh, I have a theory on why this is happening. And I would love to uh, pick your brain on this because, dude, you, the way you... I think everything in life is a, is a POV, right? It's a point of view. And if you are arrogant to only want to see it from your point of view, then you're missing out on a lot of different ideas and, and, and actual wisdom that you could be borrowing from somebody else. So my, my, my question to you is this. Do you think... How do I word this? Do you think it's the iPad kids? It's the... It's the parents dropping off the kids at school, demanding the teachers to do all the work. And then when they're with their family, they're just putting an iPad in front of them and they're letting the internet raise them. So I don't know, but I do know that every generation, how old are you now? I just turned 30. Yeah. So everybody uh, 30 and over says that about everybody who's young. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pattern. Yeah. I had a history professor who, who read uh, something similar. But we're getting stupid, bro. Like we're getting stupider as like, so, so the, the, this history professor read this thing and he said about, he said, this younger generation doesn't understand the value of hard work, doesn't understand the value of, you know, taking your time, doesn't understand the value of tradition. And it was this thing. And it was a guy, it was a, it was a philosopher in, um, I think 50 BC. So I do think that one thing about being older is losing touch with younger people and not giving them the credit to understand that they probably know that too. My daughter's 14 and she wouldn't disagree. But I think you, you but here's the thing. I don't think that you're letting the internet raise her. I think I'm you, not. I think you have too much morals and, and you're rooted into her upbringing 
for her to decide in her heart when she needs to make her own decisions. I'd rather listen to my father's point of view in life than some dude on TikTok. And unfortunately, not that many children have that. Yeah, I think there's a danger. I think that because this is a new thing, there are these these social media companies that study um, what what is it called a persuasion persuasive technology persuasion technology so they can get into your brainstem and they can get they can cause an addiction video games TikTok that's all on purpose right yeah, of course but you know what's going to happen we're already talking about how dangerous that is and kids are going to start looking at it too and what happens with everything is you go dude that's crack be careful crack was a thing so is meth and people even drug addicts were like Dude, you do meth, you're gonna lose your house. It starts losing its. Uh, so now it's fentanyl. But but I, I I do think human beings, it takes a while, but then we kind of adjust. And maybe life's. You one think there's gonna be like mistake. regulations to it? Like if you're 14, you have a limited amount of time, or like. I worry about regulations. I like education. I'm I'm way more interested in um, education. So this is kind of. The idea is okay. There's a tendency for us to go. Let's let's regulate this. Let's enforce this. Mm. Is TikTok's bad? Yeah. You, know, you can't do this. I I don't like that. I like um I like educating people. I like letting people know and giving them the choice. You can choose this over here. It doesn't lead to much. Or you can choose this over here. And the reason I like that is because the same reason I like there's something called soft power and hard power. You know, hard power is what Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong you know, uh, Vladimir Putin wield, which is listen to me or you will die. Fear tactics. Right? So what do you do? You keep your head bowed. You bow your head. You're like, yes, sir. You know, you lie. Okay. Okay. That's what a dictator does. What a tyrant does. It's what a father, it's what a father who beats his kids does. Do, do, do it my way or you're getting your ass kicked. Right? And then there's something else. Then there's soft power. Then there's the power that inspires you. There's the power that lifts your head. There's the power when somebody just by example behaves in a way and you just want to be like them you just want to be close to them mm. that is a beautiful thing right? Do you know who's like that who jesus i thought you were gonna say logan paul <laughs> close <laughs> very close but absolutely not uh no that's literally why they say when you're christ-like yep. you want to be like him and i always explain because people will always come at me uh in, in a very malicious way and they're like oh you're a racist or you're homophobic or you're da 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 you're this and that and I'm like, bro, you haven't even read the Bible. If you watch this man and how, how much grace he gave everybody at a lower status, that's why he said the first is last and the last is first. That's why he rode in on a donkey. That's why the first person to uh, witness that he came back from the dead was a prostitute. Like his, his conviction was just to be with everybody equally and try to show them that you could do it through love. And so your, your method of like the Stalin or the Putin, or this version, to me, it's like all these rulers with, uh, they have they have no worth, so they have to scare you. Well, what do they leave behind? What did Sparta leave behind besides some shards of clay? What did Athens leave behind besides an entire tradition of art and philosophy? Mm-hmm. You know, so... so what, what is it, like, it, literature? Like, like knowledge? Because I know they did take from them. Well, well I'm saying that, that you want... There's something about when 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 your only idea of power is military might and you know smashing the 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 the, the, the radical thing about Christ and his teachings the radical thing was uh, I mean love thy enemy yeah now think about that for a sec like what is the value of that until you get older you start to realize that's a radical and very important thing forgiveness 
Why is forgiveness so important? Because man, revenge is a revenge feels good. I don't know about you. If anybody fucks with you, you just go through these fantasies of revenge, right? Yeah. But Confucius said, before you before you seek revenge, remember to dig two graves, right? Oh and wow. Yeah, it's like a mic drop moment, right? And and a lot of a lot of uh, the the great wisdoms always talk about how revenge is, you know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. That was Gandhi. Yeah. So. So what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness about? What is love thy enemy? It's a radical concept, especially when this rabbi came up in Rome during a time, during Caesar's reign, where might makes right, eye for an eye. Those were the laws of the land. The idea that you would ever turn your cheek is, is I mean, it's... What's he like? It's crazy. Yeah. It still is. There's a lot of countries that still do the eye for eye. Right. But yeah. the value of forgiveness, I'm not saying you don't you shouldn't have justice. You need justice to run a but society. You have, to be right? a, you have to be a righteous judge. There you go. There you go. Because forgiveness and loving your enemy, if something happens to you, the world will fuck with you. It'll fuck with you. And there's usually somebody behind that. Mm. And there are people that will take your dreams and and tear them up. There are people that will stop your momentum just because they're shitheads. They might be jealous, resentful, whatever it might be. There are artists of pain. There are people that are just artists at creating pain on a wide scale because it's how they get off, okay? If you are stuck hating that person, if you are stuck on the idea of revenge, I'm not talking about self-defense. I'm not talking about making yourself strong. You should. But if you are stuck on the idea of revenge, if you're stuck on the idea of hatred and trying to get that person back so you can feel good, what happens is it, it, it calcifies you. It mm -hmm. keeps you here, man. It poisons you. There's work to do. Yeah, there's work to do. Now you're just sitting here and you're just wallowing in your own. You can't, you can't become yourself. It poisons who you, start, who you were before that. And that's why, that's why figuring out a way to forgive that person, radiating love toward that person so you can move on and get even stronger and better. That shit should make you stronger. That shit should make you more resilient. That shit should make you more generous, more compassionate. That's what a warrior does. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get a black belt in jujitsu. Doesn't mean you shouldn't throw a right hand. Doesn't mean you shouldn't learn how to shoot straight. That doesn't mean that. That's all good, man. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. I, I build your armor. Be understand violence. Be a be a be a fucking killer if you have to. That's good, but but also understand that a warrior can do the other thing because mm -hmm. that's so hard. I think a true warrior could do that. I think when I grew up doing martial arts and the one thing I can tell. I know. <laughs> what martial art? Uh, I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Really? Yeah, I just Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. Damn. Uh, and then I did some boxing too as well, but bo too. not too much of boxing. How long? How long did you do Jiu-Jitsu for? Uh, I did Jiu-Jitsu for four or five years, um, and then Muay Thai was with who? In Arizona, I don't know. I just grew, okay. like it was. I was being bullied a lot, so my parents thought it'd right. be like a good idea to get me a gym. But they had no idea it was a martial art gym. They thought it was a regular gym until I like got really messed up in a fight and just came home. And they're like, what happened? Imagine thinking a your Syrian, son's like that. Syrian parents, like Iraqi parents are like, you're going to learn how to fight right now. Bro, <laughs> no, no, there's bullshit. this kid named Artu and she was there for this. Uh, me and him were just, we, we were like athletic, but very stupid in school. So we used our physical like attributes to like highlight who's like more of a man. And we would like, when I mean fucking duke it out, no gloves, no, not just straight up go nuts at each other just because one person thought he was stronger than me or like him or vice versa 
And I'll never forget this dude. My dad walked in on us and I had my knee like right here on this dude. I'm just punching the <laughs> fucking shit out of this kid. And my dad walks in. He goes, oh, oh, you guys want to fight? And he just drop kicks me off of him and beats the living. And dude, I'll never forget my friend staring at like he's on the ground staring this way, thinking my dad's going to beat his ass next. And my dad looks like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Go home. Go home now. Go home. Yeah. Not pointing, but this. Yeah, go home. Go home. Go home. Go home. Have you ever got your ass kicked in front of your friends? Fuck yes, dude. What bro, are you talking bro, about? Bro, one time I'm on the computer and and I'm messaging this girl named Carmen, my, like my first love ever, and we're on AIM, and like I heard the doo-doo, you know, where she opens up her AIM, yeah. and I'm just fucking, I'm just typing away, and my dad comes in, and uh, he, he he's like, come on, let's go outside and play. And I'm like, no, come on, come on, let's go outside and play. And I was like, no, dad, not stop. And he goes, come on. I go, hey, could you just leave me the fuck alone? Oh, shit. And bro. <laughs> Dude, time stops. Bro. That dog howls. <laughs> he goes, what? This is the first time I ever said the F word in like a, an aggressive way. Oh. But I, I thought my friend Kave, Persian kid sitting on the couch right sure. here next to me. I'm in my bed. There's, no, there's nothing going to be happening from this, right? No. My dad rips the desktop off my thing. Throws it on the ground, shatters it, gets in my face and goes, Now could you play? And I go, What the fuck is wrong with you? That's the second one. Then he grabs me, throws me up against the wall, picks me up. He goes, Say fuck one more in time. My house, and in I was my like, castle. No, no, Baba. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Baba. I'm so sorry, Baba. One time, my. You know what he did there? In a way, he showed you what the real world does to you. He pissed on me, bro. You understand? But the real world, I always say the real world's a Like my son, I make him box. I make him, I, I make him, I train him. I, I literally train him. And he's like, I can't stand it. I'm like, listen, he's 11. I mean, he's an escape artist. He's got a thousand reasons why. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, listen, you have to understand something. The world's a kick in the nuts. I love you enough to be a bigger kick in the nuts. Because I'm going to get you ready for the world. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, yesterday. We're hitting mids. I'm training him. I'm literally training him. Like I throw shots. He's got to move and everything else. We're doing him. And he's it's always pulling teeth. He gets on the little scooter. Neighborhood kid rides by, kind of almost hits him, sort of. And the kid goes, fuck you. Kid was bigger and older. My son was like, what? What, what if I? And he you're watching said, this? Yeah, yeah. He goes, he just said, he just said, fuck you. He just said, fuck you. He goes, you need to talk to his parents. <laughs> I go, not doing that. <laughs> that's not happening. How old is he? He's 11. I go, that's the real world, kid. Why do you think I train you to take care of yourself? Okay. And he was like, <sighs> and he was, it was a, like, a, it was a, rea it was a world that he hadn't, because the kid was big and scary. Yeah. And just looked at him and was, fuck you on his bike. Fuck you. <laughs> it screwed him up. <laughs> My son wanted to hit mitts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, get the mitts, mitts on right like, hey, now. Hey, hey, turn his body. I was like, dude, you're hitting hard. <laughs> turn his body. Hey, hey. I was like, God. That's this turning moment. He's dude. Like, it's on. Yes. That's he sees the kid next time. He goes, he gets in front. He's like, get out, bitch. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I said that to him. I go, listen, man, just be a tiger in the tall grass. You're too small right now. You baby tiger. But you'll grow into it. It was but one of those moments. Sorry. It was one of those moments for him, kind of like how we were talking about before, whereas before you're just told to do something, you're kind of like, I'm just told to do something versus you're learning it, then you want to do it. So when you want to do something, you have the knowledge to do it, you'll actually make the change. Correct. And so he had that experience of like, oh, this is super important what my dad is teaching me. Yes. 
Now he wants it. Now Imagine in now court, your honor, my father, he said, baby tiger. And, and I was baby tiger. But why'd you stab him 11 times? Baby tiger needs knife. <laughs> because baby tiger's not big enough with his teeth yet. His teeth have not grown, father. I, uh, I, had, a, I had a friend, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, we had like these cul-de-sac friends and they, they went to each other like war. They would TP each other. And one of them took it too far and they egged one of the dude's father's car and wrecked his paint. And his dad was like, that was his prized possession. Bro, I'm having dinner with my dad, and my dad, it, like back in the day, we have money, but he's not going to pay for a car wash. He has a son. You're doing it for free. And so we're outside. I'm I washing his dad. car. Oh, dude, <laughs> I have so many. My mom and dad is like my biggest blessing. Like, And I tell that to everybody, like, fix your home. I think like everything else doesn't matter. I don't care if it's too late, if you feel like it's too late, like fix your home. Your home is the Peterson most. Jordan says that. Make your bed, right? Clean your room. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think his, by the way, his dad, I think his dad's like the best dad in the world. Yeah, I'm sure. Have that he dad. sounds like it actually. He you tell me really these stories is. and what I, what I hear is love. I don't hear, uh, isn't that funny? And then you yeah. respect him and love him. More than anybody. I would, yeah. I would sit in that, with a blink in my eye, I would risk my life for them. Yeah. Uh, his, his, so my friend's dad pulls into the driveway really aggressively. So I was like, oh, he's mad. But I didn't know about this war that they were going on. My parents always told me, they're like, yo, if we get a call from the cops, you're going in an ambulance. Like, don't, I don't want to hear any vandalism. I don't want to hear any of this shit. So uh, I never was risking my life because like, that's how I saw it. If I ever did some shit like with my friends like that, it's like, oh, my parents would beat the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. uh, so they pulled up. I had no idea what's going on. My, I, but behind him... Like, so like he's standing right here, but behind him, literally like uh, like a full block away, I see five of my friends going around like laughing and they see him and they take off. So I immediately know they just did some shit and he thinks I'm a part of it. Oh, so he shit. comes up to me, he goes, you think this is fucking funny? And now he's talking like he's a grown man yeah. and he's talking like this to me. And I'm like, I'm not old enough to drive. So like you shouldn't be confronting a kid like that. So my dad's just watching it peacefully, not saying a single thing. He goes, did you do this shit to my fucking car? And I was like, no, bro, I, I don't, I didn't do any of that. And then his son, my friend was like, no, I know you did. And they're both fingers in my face. And I'm just waiting for my dad to step in and not even for like my favor. I thought he was going to come in and be like, what the fuck did you do? And I'm like, oh shit, just shut up, shut up. Let me talk to you guys. Don't get my dad involved. Then he goes, so it's not you. I go, I swear on everything I love. You could talk to my mom and dad. I was just having dinner with them. I don't have any idea what's going on here. And he goes, get on the phone with that was our other friend, the guy who ran away. He goes, get on the phone with R2 right now and don't tell him I'm listening to you, but ask him. Good, good question. Good what, detective work. Right. He goes, ask him where he was just at. So I was like, absolutely. I went to call and I just see my dad come out of nowhere, grab my phone, hang up. And he turns to me. He goes, one second. He goes, did you just ask my son to be a bitch in my home? And the guy looked at him. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, no, shut the fuck up. He goes, I let you come and speak on my property. He goes, did you just come as a grown man? Put your finger in my son's face and then want to him to go rat out his friends. Get the fuck off my property before you deal with me now. Get the fuck out of my face Assyrian now. Assyrian justice. And the guys got in the car and drove off and my dad goes, I don't give a fuck what you do. But if you do it or you don't do it, you be a fucking man about it and you keep your mouth shut. You go, don't fucking rat your friends out. Did he say that in Assyrian or Arabic? He said it. And half Assyrian, half a, he would be, he would be, saying, it's actually funny you bring that up. Yeah. He goes, Bruni, which is like son. He goes, why are you fucking idiot, man? He goes, why would you do this? You don't fucking, and then like the way he talks is like, he tries to like yep. blend in. Cause he told me this, he didn't have a best friend relationship with his father, but right. they were close. Right. And my dad was the type of dude to work seven days a week, 
but he'll close his shop down to go watch me at the talent show. Wow. He'll he'll shut wow. the shop down for me to be in the recording studio. I will never forget that he was my number one fan when I was like, he just closed the shop. It was one o'clock at night. I'm in the recording studio making some music, chasing my dreams. And my dad has already been at work for 16 hours and he's he's in the studio and he, he's falling asleep. And so I wanted him to like fall asleep because he was like tired, but he would get up and he was so involved. And it, I was just like, dude, I know fathers of my friends that are mm. at the house every minute of the day and they don't give a fuck about what their son's doing right and so i was at a very young age man i knew right off the right off the rip that these two people are like the biggest blessing so i can't i can't be a bad son right. they don't deserve it right. and i think that's what your kids are going to end up being like because i think when when a when a father is a father figure it's it's very different from just being a father right because there's a lot of people that just want to like their hands off oh listen to your mom what did your mom say or i heard this growing up well yeah i used to do that with my kids because i just want them to know they're the most important thing to me right so i would do these things with my like my daughter and my son when they were really young i would get a phone call i'd get like a friend of mine to call and then he'd be like listen <clears throat> they want you to go to uh, australia for two weeks and i go i can't man i, I can't i it's it's uh I, I got my kids. I can't be away with them for more than a week. And they go, no, no, listen to me. Pays $200,000. I go, I know. I appreciate that. It's a lot of money. And you'd hear my kids go, dad, take it. <laughs> take it, dad. I'd be like, stop for a sec. No, listen. I, I, the problem is I appreciate the 200 grand, but I can't be away from them for two weeks because I, I go crazy. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. And like they freak out. No, it's in the midst, and bro. I literally, I would hang up or I would do this other stuff with them. Or I just, my son, I, I just, I, I, talk he he didn't know he'd be over there and i just talk about well the thing about him i knew he could hear me the thing about the kid is he doesn't give up he's a grinder man if he doesn't get it right the first time he goes and he goes and he goes man he's just unbelievable or my daughter i go the girl she just reads all the time i can have conversations with her i feel like i'm talking to an adult and i, I build this mythology Aww. around but them they believe it dude they believe it and they and start filling those shoes man right honestly i'm blown away yeah. by this podcast i i i saw you and I, I did my homework on you i watched your specials but uh first of all your kids are blessed to have you Thank just you, even in their life blessed I appreciate um it. Your, your ability to be funny and also serious is, the, uh, and this is me not like sucking up to you at all. I, I truly I like believe. A, I like a little suck yeah. up. I'm a suck up. This is my, my little 30 seconds of sucking up. There's very, very uh, small amount of times where I meet somebody and I'm inspired. Mm. There's a lot of times where I'm absorbing their wisdom, but I'm truly inspired by you. Thank you, bro. And I think that your ability to be so sophisticated and funny and have your morals intact and you're able to see other people's point of views without knocking them and actually uh, raising up the people around you if it's not your family, but it's also your friends and the way you talk and you hold yourself... If if I could grow up to be in this industry and have your mindset, I'd be very I'd be very I proud. I appreciate that, brother. So, well, just tell the truth. You know, it's really really hard. Uh, you're gonna find there's a lot of room and space to compromise. You know, it's really convenient to kind of play ball. And I'm not saying not to be tactful, but to tell the truth, man. Especially to yourself. I, I promise you. And it's hard. Sometimes you have to take a minute and you have to key into what the truth is. Sometimes you have to go, how do I really feel? That's hard, man. It's a constant, you know, struggle. Do you journal? Yeah, well, stand-up is right. For me, stand-up is journaling. So I journal my actual feelings like a, like a little girl. I, yeah. I just got into this like two months ago. Yeah. And I have so much thoughts that go through my head yeah. that now that when I'm like, okay, well, I need to put it on paper, it helps me filter what I truly feel. Yeah. So writing out my feelings has actually helped me 
And I think the strongest tool a man can have in his arsenal is self-reflecting. Like if you could self-reflect and, and be humble and meek enough to change attributes of your life that is no good to your surrounding or your relationships, I think you could be a very powerful man. That's when that's maybe why sitting still is really important. What I do a lot of times is um, like when I'm writing, I just sometimes I'll just sit and I key into what I'm actually thinking about. What am I really afraid of? What do I honestly revere? What do I love truly? What am I pretending? Who am I pretending to be? Who am I really? You know, um, how do I want to die? How do I not want to die? What am I going to regret when I die? If I, you know, if I died right now, what, do I, what would I regret not doing, not saying? Who are the people I'd regret not connecting with? These are the kinds of things that I think comedy comes from, believe it or not. It's not just about trying to be funny. You'll find the funny, yeah. but get to what you actually like, deeply care about. Get to what actually bugs the shit out of you. And then, then, then start asking yourself, why does it bother me? Is, is, the, is the foundation for why I'm bothered by this sound? Or do I just not know enough about life? And be open to having your mind changed, man. Mm-hmm. Let your mind be changed by people who are smarter than you, who can create a better... Yeah. Be, be open to that. So if you don't mind me asking, then, if you're, you're sitting still, you're meditating, and you're growing, not only as an artist, but as an individual... I cringe when I look at my old stuff that I created because I gotten better with my craft. Good. But if you're great, if you're mixing your craft with your actual beliefs and your mental, do you cringe looking at your like, like old specials or old stuff that you would do? Or do you feel like, no, that's just the, I can't watch anything I do. The, 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 The only thing I could watch, I watched complicated apes. That was my special where I was, I was arguing against identity politics and arguing for treating everyone as an individual. And, um, that I liked because I think I captured what I was trying to do. Uh, I think Man Tears, my last special, I think is um, almost there, but I'm happy with it. Like I, the, my stand-up, I can actually stomach. Everything else, no. But that's because I'm such a I'm so self-critical, and and that's not good, by the way. I love your special, by the Thank way. You. Is there a special that you want people to tune into? I mean, Man Tears is my latest. Uh, I like it, know. and I also like the fact that you brought up that you're 50, bro. 56 now. How is this possible? I don't know, dude. I just have had a lot of work. I've had my face tightened. Huge... <laughs> Did you actually or no? No, no, no. no. I had, well. uh, no I had my, uh, the, uh, the biggest joke was I had my lids done because I was, my lids were like that. And they were, and because my family goes blind because some of my family were, were like, you get this tissue down there. So my mother was like, go get it done. It's I'm very like, Italian. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting plastic surgery. I don't give a shit about, I don't take testosterone. I don't do Botox. I don't do, but, uh, I, but I went to this guy, uh, Jason Diamond. I think he does all the Kardashians, but he's a dude, right? And he looks at me, he goes, bro, it's really simple. I mean, I would just, you just look a little more awake. And, it was, <laughs> and I was like, all right. And it's painless. So the guy took, uh, I guess he took, I don't know what he did, but he took like, I woke up and I was like, but it doesn't really, I don't, my, the joke is it didn't do much because he did very little. But uh, we did a whole thing about it on the podcast. Did, did you see any like difference? Literally see any difference? I guess I look a little more light, uh, like a little bit less tired. Were your eyes like more focused? When you see it, I was literally like, uh, look, men a lot of times you just, you get this weird thing where you can't, pretty soon you can't see. Like your insurance yeah, can take drops. care of it because your eyes get in, it gets in the way of your vision. That's mm-hmm. my family. We have a genetic thing. Apparently my mother had to do it and stuff. So. You guys were very serious. So I wanted to do it before it was noticeable. I wanted to do it like, yeah. that's what I said. I said, I, if I'm going to do it, I'll just do it now. And now I'm even better looking. Speaking Say of it. family, yeah. I had to do a little stocking. Yeah. But you recently just got married. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it, like, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, and I have a baby. <clears throat> you have a newborn baby? A one, one and a, a 13 month old. Wow. Congratulations. So I got a 14 year old, I got an 11 year old, and now I got a, a 13 month old. All my friends are like, dude, what are you doing? But wow. my, my wife is awesome. Also, you have a, a lot of you have a lot of energy. Please. How is it having a baby again? Because I mean, it's been eleven years. It's right? the best. I'm obsessed. Are you not scared? I feel like I'll be fucking. Yeah, yeah you're paranoid. terrified because the problem is you. They, I hate loving something that much. Oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. I got a dog, and I would never compare a baby to a Dude, dog in my life. I hate it. But it's just like you have to depend. Your life is in my hands. And all I do is play with him all day, and all he wants to do is play. Uh-huh. I, it's a disaster. No, it's a disaster. I hate love. If I could do it all over again, I might not because I don't like I don't like that my my heart is on three in three different locations. Yeah. I mean, it is that vulnerable. It's like the world becomes so fragile. Right. And forget something bad happened to him. You don't want to see their feelings get hurt. I watched my son's feelings. His feelings got hurt with this kid. He was just devastated. But you hit those mitts, that, though. Bro, hit those <laughs> mitts. Turn your body. Squash <laughs> the bug. Hey, 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 hey. Hands up, you know? It was beautiful. That's life. So that's part of it also. Building your, like, like teaching your kids, my, my opinion, teach them to have a sense of humor about themselves. Mm. Self-resilience. Self-reliance, you know? Don't take the world too seriously, man. And, and just understand that nothing comes easy. Mm. Nothing, man. It, it, anything worth it takes a long time. I hear anybody write a book about three easy steps and I run the other way. Don't tell me, I, I'm not, I just stop listening. The minute you start trying to reduce the learning curve, I'm like, I'll see you later, bro. Yeah. Takes forever. Life is one continuous mistake. You're going to make way more mistakes than you get, than you don't. And you're going to take a lot more than you did. And you're going to be a lot more wrong than you are right. Put that on your tombstone and accept that and we're good. Let's go. Don't worry. Just keep falling in the right direction. You're falling gonna, forward. You're never going to see the. You never even get to the promised land. It's not the point, man. The point is the is the reach. It's the journey. It's the, it's the reach. Just keep going. Yeah. You know, and 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 you will face you will face adversity. You will face, but just the more you can get used to being uncomfortable, the better. I it, saw a clip. Um, please go. Oh, good. I was just saying it's good like those are all really good values that you're like helping them kind of like steer by certainly like don't take yourself too seriously because I feel like it's easy to kids right away if you if yeah they take themselves so seriously then they become prideful and it's really hard for them to take criticism or for them to be okay with like making a mistake or being wrong with their friends perfection right perfection do you have some of that is that why you're talking that way do I have? Yeah. I mean, I used to be when I was younger. Yeah. I was a big perfectionist, big control freak. Yeah. Because the way you're speaking, I picked up on that. I could, I could get that. I, I, you, you sounded like you were talking from experience, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And I just, yeah, and from like, I right away, I'm somebody, I reflect from a young age, really reflected fast. And I was like, oh, okay, like me being so controlling over things is only going to hurt myself. And so I need to like learn how to let go and like be okay with things not going my way. And that's something that helped me so much, like learning that. So, so you, you make a good point because to piggyback on that, you, you have to be aware of the quest for self-perfection. We all want to be perfect, don't mm-hmm. we? And we work really hard at it, right? But man, what you just said is so important, right? So let go. Sometimes you got to realize that you're, you're flawed from the start and you'll be flawed at the end. That's how it is to be. That the human, we are doomed we are doomed in some ways, and I say this in a good way, but we're doomed in this pursuit of self-perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're doomed in it because it's a game we won't win. We just won't. 
but letting go and realizing you are flawed. Um, sometimes that's where I think faith comes in. Where are you letting go to? Where are you letting go? When you say I'm letting go, yeah, you know, Who are you what, trusting on, yeah, well, you know, letting go. That, that letting go has, it, 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 in a way, it's a free fall, and there's trust involved. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you trusting in? That's why I always say to people who, who you know, that's kind of where, that's another way of expressing something like God or something like the existence of something bigger than yourself that you cannot measure that ultimately you have some faith in because if you keep doing it, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. That, that's what, that is, I think, with all of us at the end of the day, there's got to be meaning to your suffering, yeah. right? If you suffer well, if you suffer truthfully, if you stay in the desert, you will find light at the end of the day. That's how all of us look through our lives. If you don't, that's the problem with having zero religion mm-hmm. or at least zero faith in anything that might be bigger than yourself. Uh, if you do that, man, good luck when something really bad happens to you. You'll have nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like what you mean by having faith. And I, oh, people always go like, oh, you push Christianity. I push Christianity because I know it works for my life. And I do believe that Jesus is my God. But I tell people, I, dude, I, it's very dangerous to not have a faith. Because if you think about it, like, first of all, where's your morals intact? Are they intact in your own brain? Because I don't think you should be holding your own morals in your hand. Like, I don't think that you should be setting the standard already, especially if you're like 15, 16, 20s. Like, you're not capable of understanding it. I think wisdom comes from experiencing not only from yourself, but you can learn it from other people. But if you don't have anything to, like, guide you or have some type of moral compass... I know that generally my base value usually are fuck ups. So why would I put? Have you ever heard the expression that everybody's religious? You're gonna, you're, everybody prays to someone. Like everybody, so you may say you have no religion, but it's impossible to avoid the trap. Your religion may be atheism. You may be very religious about your atheism, very religion, religious about your, your rational world. You may be very religious about being able to explain everything at a material level. That is a religion, you know, the idea that I have all the answers that I can, I can ultimately it's a belief quantify. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. But you're going to have, and there are, and then there are people who have, who worship themselves. That's kind of what happens, right? Yeah. I think that's where it all leads to, to be honest. Well, good luck with that. I'm a little older. I've seen how that works out. Good luck with it's, that. It's, it's literally, I think that is the fastest way to your tomb. I think, like, that's why I say it's like you can't hold your own moral compass. It's like you're going to be running well, around Because also, too, you can't grow because then you think that you're right and you have it all figured out, right? Start shutting so other you, people out completely. Yeah, yeah, you'll never, like, move on from that because you'll never intake what anybody else is but that, saying. That's wrapped in pride and greed as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a little little box that come together. Yeah. I, uh, I have one more question about uh, this because I, I, I watched this clip. It went, like, super viral uh, where Joe Rogan got upset with you for trying to fight Brandon. Brandon? On his uh, Brendan Shaw, and he, you. So he didn't realize that I was. Jo- I was. About I thought to, you were joking. I was doing bro. a bit. I was. I thought you were fucking around. I, I was gonna say, you come to my house, I will kick your. And I was gonna say, I was gonna. The, the joke was, I was gonna go. You show up. You mess with me. I'll show up at your house, and I will kick your ass on your doorstep. And I go, and that goes for you too. I was about to do it to Brendan, <laughs> and Joe misread what I was saying because he's like, that's toxic, and he's going through it. And I go, hey, hey, hey. No, I was in the middle of a bit, and I watched it recently. And they cut and you up to make you seem like you're genuinely like. No, I watched it recently, and I was like, and I, I remember I was like, wait, 
What the fuck? I was in the middle of a bit. I got stopped. I'm not, I'm not trying to fight Brendan. He pulled my head off. You know? It's so, because dude, you were like, the way they cut around, you're like, no, I don't give a fuck. Like, like, no, show up to my house. And he's like, no, dude, I hate when you, when you talk like that. Yeah, like, no, that's not what I was, I was in the middle of a bit. I was like doing something. I, I knew, because I, I wasn't going to even bring it up because I was like, is that real? Is it not real? But after sitting here with an hour of like your like mindset, I go, no fucking shot. Like this guy was trolling. Of course I'm trolling. <laughs> I'm not, I was literally going to go, and that goes for you too. And I was going to mess with Brendan because that's what we do all the time. Yeah. And then obviously he would kill me, but I like to just poke the bear a little bit. So I would have poked him. And waited to, and then we would have done something. But Joe, he misread <laughs> the whole situation. Did you guys talk about talk, it after? I just <laughs> talked about it on the podcast because I just recently saw it. And on the podcast, I was like, Oh, so hey, you didn't even know until well after? Oh, no. And I, and I said, <laughs> but it's been living on the internet. And I said to, Joe, to Brendan on the podcast, I go, hey, bro, remember the time? And he goes, I know you were in the middle of a bit. I go, I know, but they think I was being serious. <laughs> no, no, dude. It's, I got it's, so interrupted. You got clipped hard. Oh, dude. And, and by That's the way. the problem with the fucking web. That, yeah. that was a viral clip. And then the Bobby Lee clip of him talking about that situation. He's so was, funny. Was that real? Well, where he was molested or something? I, I, well, yes. Is that oh. real? And also is like. Is it real that like was that like a bit you guys were joking about or genuinely were you just like caught off guard and you guys were like cracking up by it? Oh, that was so funny. I mean, that, that no, he was being silly, but he's so fucking hilarious. Because I thought he was being serious and that broke my heart because no, I was like, oh Bobby my god, Bobby is the one of the funniest people. On he the is, life. and I and I unfortunately yeah. got destroyed by him on my you podcast did? On, on on Impulsive. Uh, we were just going back and forth, and I was just I was tied into some shit, bro. It it. it Full circle came all together pretty yeah. nicely, actually. It, he's too good. He, he's a wizard. Careful. He's a wizard, and also, yeah. but he's but one of the best. If I had to take a back step, I'm honored that it was with Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had to have like some type of a, a feud or whatever the fuck it was, like where it was like made and amended and like all that shit. Like, I grew up watching Bobby Lee, so it was, like yeah. it was kind of funny. But it, it, all around, I just wanted to know if that was serious because, bro, he's so good at his craft. I can't separate his reality. That's to what his, makes him so amazing. He's one of That's the ghosts. Stand up. One, one of the one of the best. Well, it's like Eric Griffin said. He was, we were watching him one time at the comedy store, and he was crushing. And he goes, "It's like watching. It's like listening to a Led Zeppelin song. I don't care how many times he does certain bits. It's as good as a Zeppelin song. Like you never get tired of Led Zeppelin. It's like it's just high math, you know." But that's what he does. He's a uh, he. He's so comfortable on stage. Uh, I'm new to stand up. Yeah. Um, You're doing stand up. I am doing stand up. Oh shit. I'm doing stand up, okay. and uh, nice. I, I got to actually perform in front of Chris D'Elia and and some of your friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I have this in in because uh, I record everything that I do. Uh, performing in front of Chris was the most nerve wrecking yeah. experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, because I, I, re I could recite his specials. I grew up like really into his shit. Yeah. Like, especially after like the, the white drunk girl clip. And when I Amazing. found him and then after that, I was down a loophole of his. So, uh, Enrique from the laugh factory, yeah. uh, he told Chris, he's like, Hey, he's about to come. So he came to watch me. Oh wow. And it was the first time bell got to watch me. And, uh, I remember walking up to him and I was just like, man, I just hope he thinks I'm somewhat good. And I go, what do you think? And he showed me a, his phone. He goes, read my text from my, my, me and my wife, or my girlfriend at the time. And I read it, and he goes, I've never seen somebody start like this. He goes, he's phenomenal. Wow. And then uh, wow. a few other comedians that I look up to all sat around me, and they're like, yo, you got it. And they were just like all on camera. And I'm sitting there getting my eyes watered because I was like, I just wanted them to say one day you're going to be good. That's what I would have said. I would have said to you, I go, don't ask me that question now. 
I'll see you in five years. Exactly. But you, you, but if you work at it, you have a lot of potential. I was blessed because mm -hmm. I, I, I walk into situations and a God has opened up doors quick for me. And for example, when I met Logan, he opened up the internet for me. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I had a movie poster here, but I just hung up Goku. But I, I met producers and directors. They believed me. They started putting me in things. And, and then I met Joe Coy, and he called me. And he's like, hey, I need, you, you're coming on stage. I think you, you're going to be a stand-up comedian. Wow. And so... Are you opening for Joe? Joe? I was. That's how I started. My first... <clears throat> that's a big deal. Yes. So the first so, so if 30 Joe has times... You, if Joe's having you on, that's a big deal, man. He's the, the most... Just Joe Coy. Yeah. Like, bro, I was <laughs> wow. right here wow. looking in the mirror when I, when I got the call from him. First of all, you must be good enough to do that. That's a big deal. He didn't even watch me. He he saw me like ad-libbing and just being like, you know, improvish yeah. and... Uh, he, he was open. He's like, come open up for me in Arizona. And I knew Arizona and I, I'll show you after the, uh, after the podcast, but I went on and I, and I just remember being like, Oh, I feel like I'm really naturally good at this. Yeah. And then, uh, so on and so forth, I started performing in front of people like Enrique and, and all these people. And they just, they were like, yo, come on stages, like, come, come. And the, the, so I was just like, Chris asked me to open up for him. And I was just like, dude, this is insane. Like if you would have told me a year and a half ago that Chris Delia even knows who I am let alone offering to come onto stages. Like I would have fucking never believed anybody. Um, but I would say it's 80% just me being grateful that these, these comedians are even giving me notes and yeah. like helping me. Yeah. And then also I think I kind of got my wheels turning with being in front of the camera for like nine years that I'm not as nervous as an individual that would just start performing. Right. Um, so it was just it was just perfect timing and, and I'm I'm really, really, really excited. So my question to lead up all into this is when did you find your voice? Because Ooh. I'm starting to realize that yeah. every time I get off stage, I go, Oh, that's who I am. And then I'll get off yeah. stage and I'm like, Oh, that's who I am. And I'm like, and that's why people are like, Why aren't you posting your stuff? And I'm like, it's been a year. I don't know who I am. Good for you. I know I'm good at telling stories. And I'd actually really love to show you my work. I, I'd love I, to I, see it. I'm confident in it. I'd love to see it. I just feel like in five years, I truly, with all of my heart, I think I'm going to be a very dangerous man on stage. I love hearing that. I, I, I really do. You. I believe you. Logan I, is very <clears throat> critical over me, like insanely, like made me quit music, do all this stuff. He per watched me perform live on camera. He cried. He goes, I can't believe. Dude, that's a good guy. I, I, I only met Logan once, but I... I, I am very impressed with the Paul brothers because I feel like Logan at the end of the day, and I know people that know him well, is just a good person, man. And the fact that he cried, that, that tells you a lot about him because he cares about you. They're right? the most generous people. Hardworking too, right? They're hardworking, but they also are like psychotically like father figures. The way they talk to the people around, they're very cutthroat and like they don't care about your feelings because they want you to do better. Results. I, 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 would, I would shape... Say me and Logan like even stop being friends. Say something ridiculous happened to us and we're just like no longer boys. There will never be a day where I'm alive where I don't give all of my credit to him. So cool. Because not only did he put me on a platform that I didn't deserve, but he believed in me and shaped me to be a man that I am. Look at what they've done. Look mm -hmm. at these kids. Like, they, 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 you know, it's, it's astonishing. Both of them. You know, I mean, Jake Paul is somebody that I'm taking seriously as a boxer. Do you know how hard that is? You know how hard yeah. that is? I boxed. I, that is. It, what the, do you the, think of him as a boxer? Like all, all around? Like I think you don't get, I mean, for the amount of time he's done it, you don't get better. And he's putting himself in the ring with guys like Anderson Silva. That's no joke. So you don't believe in the whole like. Uh, no, that's hilarious. Throne? Yeah. Come on. No, 
No, I don't. There's no truth to that. No, I Look, would always fuck with him on podcasts yeah. and be like, come on, we know. And he literally pulled me aside. He goes, bro, you got to stop making jokes like that. He goes, because gen people fucking believe that no. shit. And well, it's kind of stupid, anybody bro. Anybody who believes that just knows nothing about sports, nothing about fighting, nothing about Anderson Silva, nothing about any of that Yeah, he, first of all, like j every single stop on the way there, Anderson Silva doesn't care about money and he doesn't care about anything but the respect of the fight. He's trying to take Jake's head off. And, and when Jake knocked his ass down, that was real, dude, believe me. Anybody who wants to take a punch from Jake Paul is welcome to. <laughs> especially people who think that fight was rigged. Go ahead and see what ha that feels I like. No, I can't believe the amount of people like keep saying that. It's like every time he like went, oh, it was rigged, it was rigged. Because, he, because, <laughs> because people like Jake, and for that matter, Logan, remind people of what they're not doing. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 people like that are very disturbing because you go, oh, shit, I'm lazy. Or, oh. Damn, how are they, how, how do you do that? How are you? They've accomplished so many different avenues. At that age yeah. already? And it takes guts. Mm -hmm. It's ballsy, man, to get in a ring. Mm. It's ballsy. Oh, they, but they have balls, bro. They, they, Obviously. Those guys do not, I mean, dude, fighting Mayweather, like think about that. Fighting Mayweather, like people are like, oh, bro, he's retired. He's da-da-da, he's da-da-da. I go, bro, that's. Mayweather, Correct. what are you talking about? Correct. That man in his whatever, not even in his prime, say, say his worst state, is better than a lot of professionals now in That's their right. best state. That's right. It's just straight up ignorance and it's it's just hating and it hurt people hurt. So that's why they're going to go ahead. That's going to happen. In fact, I would say um, if you're not getting a lot of hate, you're probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I really would. I mean, it's what, 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 what anyway? This hate, what is it? Just a bunch of noise. It's a bunch of white noise. What was the most hate you've ever had in your career? And what, like, what was like a stumbling thing? Because I learned, believe it or not, from the Bobby Lee situation when all that shit spiraled. I had the same thing. I love Bobby, but he's mad at me. And right I, now, and I took responsibility for it. Yeah. Well, well, with Bobby, uh, I the, Brendan was getting a lot of hate, and then uh, some people came to us and said, "Here's where it's coming from." And uh, I made the mistake of jumping to conclusions. I spoke w w w out of turn. And I love Bobby. I've known him for, I, I love the guy. And I've known him for way too long. And I was wrong. And I, and I you know, I've apologized and everything else. And it's, I, it's my, one of my biggest regrets I've ever Really? Done. Yes. I love him, man. He's, he's my friend. I love how he's, me and you both have that same story. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, you got to admit, I, I, you have to own up to what you did. And, I, mm -hmm. and, and we had a talk, and I said, you know, you're right, I'm wrong, and I'm 100% wrong, and you're 100% right in this. And I jumped to conclusions, and I should have given you the benefit of the doubt, and I didn't. And uh, I, th that's all I have to say about it. I'm not going to make excuses for myself. How did I you was take fucking, it? I was, out, I was outside of myself. I was defending my Brennan who I love, that's my brother, and I got emotional, and I was, I was defending him, and the wrong guy was, the, he, Bobby was 100% the wrong person to put the heat do, on. Put the heat on. Yeah. And I was, I was just wrong, and uh, sometimes you're just dead wrong, and I was, and I said it, and I, 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 I've, I've owned it, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes you fuck up, man, and sometimes you have to pay the price, and... Um, and I hope, you know, I just miss him, but I haven't talked to him in a little bit. Yeah. Really? But it's not a bad, it's not, it's not like that. I mean, I, I, I just think, I think Bobby has said, like, he just needs boundaries, man. Bobby, you know, Bobby was always the guy who was, you know, the funniest guy in the room, but people take advantage. Because of his heart. You know, people like, uh, you know, he's a man. You can't treat somebody, you can't treat somebody, especially if you're a friend, with a lack of respect. And I think I did that to him. If I look back on it, I didn't, I didn't. 
I was outside of myself. I had a moment and I was, it was my, it was one of my worst moments. And, um, and I, I have to live with that. But, um, how long ago was this? About, uh, now a year, but it's okay. But it was, I, either way, I think it, the lesson is if you fuck up and I did, you better own up to it and admit to it. And, and, uh, and he didn't deserve it. And, and, you know, I love the guy. So what's well, the best thing you can do for you to be so self-aware to be like, okay, this was on me to take full responsibility. Most people don't want to, it's too no, hard I to always admit, do. you know, if I fuck yeah. up, man, if I fuck up, I'll own it. And that's all I can say. I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's the one thing I regret in my life is speaking to him that way. And I apologize the next day, but, um, it doesn't matter sometimes. Sometimes you say some shit. And Cuts just, deep. Yeah, and just be careful. Be careful. And uh, I should have known better. I was, uh, I was reading from the Bible. Uh, and it, it described the tongue as the sharpest sword. And be careful how you thrust it. And, and it just dawned on me that people always say, oh, that cuts deep. You know how some people are like, oh, I forgive you. But sometimes, man, you cut so deep that like it, it really... There may not be forgiveness. Or it's never the same. Or they can't forgive they you. They can or, forgive you, but they can't forget it. Yeah. And then that's fair. And you have to own that, you know, but I I think, um, like, here's the thing about, about life. Keep your promises. Don't take what doesn't belong to you. And if you fuck those two things up, make amends, make amends, dude. Don't, you know, don't blame, don't accuse somebody of some shit, you know, or, 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 uh, just attack somebody because somebody told you something and then expect you're going to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. You better be careful about how you do that, especially a friend. I, lo- especially I love your mindset, man. Yeah. I really do. I really love your mindset. If a lot of men had this type of mindset, I think we'd be in a lot more peaceful circumstances. Well, maybe. I, I'm more at peace because I, I tell the truth. Like, Just tell the truth, man. I fucked up. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I regret it. And, and I don't blame uh, Bobby for being mad at me. And we had a talk, man. We had a real talk, you know, yeah. after all of it. Uh, then obviously online you get all this crazy shit, but, yeah. you know, but... Especially from his audience. His yeah, audience yeah, but, is cutthroat. Yeah, but they're all... They, they, but they, they love him, and I get it. Yeah. I love him, you know, and they love him. They're like, hey, fucking, what is this bullshit, you know? What are you, a fucking bully or a scumbag? Well, in that moment, I was. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, I'm not, but in that moment... And especially what's crazy is that... The, the hardest thing is if it was somebody I didn't like, I don't give a fuck. But it's somebody I love, like that guy, yeah. who I have history with. Mm. We spent a lot of time together, man. That's like, that's, that's, you guys are both on Mad TV, Yeah, correct? well, we're not at the same time. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy who I watched. We were together, like, at the comedy store and doing yeah. stand-up. And he's the, he's the fucking best. Yeah. You know, he's, anybody who has a problem with Bobby is, uh, is that, that they have the problem, you know? Yeah. So, it's so, so don't be surprised if his fans love the shit out of him and come after anybody that fucking treats him poorly. No, that's, he that's, deserves it. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, their fans are right. Yeah. You know, again, this all comes back to if you fuck up in your life, it's it just own it and just take the fucking pain because you don't hide behind some bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. And you'll I, feel I, a lot better about yeah. yourself with yourself. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like you have a really wonderful heart. So I'm sure sometimes people just need time. And yeah. I don't doubt that in a little bit, he'll realize like, 
oh, that's a quality person so. in my life. I hope you know? so. I miss him. Yeah, but no, I he'll, also he'll come around. He'll come because you know why the truth will come out and yeah. and you guys will. You guys are two grown men. And you guys. Will, I think he knows. You know, we'll we'll you know. Yeah. I think, but you know, it's like uh, Rogan and I talk about this all the time. Like Joe and I always talk about how important it is, just to you don't get away with it, man. You're not going to get away with like backing some company you don't really believe in. You're not going to get away with. You just got to be careful. Now you're going to make mistakes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, you're going to fuck up. You're going to be told something. Maybe you fuck up, but you just got to make it right. Yeah. You're never done learning. Yeah. How did you and uh, Rogan meet? We on, on Mad TV. Oh, he was, was on I that was as well. I was the original cast of that. Yeah, he showed up. This is 27 years ago Damn. before you were born. That's so cool. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm blown away. I was born away. 20 years you, ago. You're not on anything? No, no, no. testosterone boosting? No, no. no. I, just had all, I just had a whole panel done, too, on my, my body. What is your secret? How are you so like active? Because... Um, I don't know men in their 20s that have consistency and just working out and just, you know, eating well and discipline. And, What's your like and eating health journey like? You know, it's some, I, I just listen to my body. Like I, uh, I lately, like sometimes I'll just go crazy. I'll be like, I'm not eating any sugar. I'm not mm-hmm. eating any wheat and I'm not eating, I'm not drinking any alcohol. And I'll do that for six fucking months. Mm-hmm. Damn. I'll work out like crazy. You it just smoke depends. weed or not? I don't. But that's not because I just don't have the constitution. I'm just, a, I'm just delicate. By the way, a lot of it's just because I'm delicate. Like, it's not because I'm disciplined. What does that mean? What does that mean? And, you know, I fucking, if I drink two, if I have two whiskeys, the next day I'm a fucking zombie. <laughs> so it's not that I'm disciplined. I'm just a bitch. Dude, that's actually such You're cute ass bitch, a good. I'm cute. Do these point. bring out my. Yes. Everything. It really adds Especially your eyes. Are you need out. to work on your looks. You are. <laughs> I've been telling her, bro. Do something. All right. What were you saying? What were you saying? <laughs> no, but that's actually such a good point for you to so say you're just delicate because that, no, 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 wait, just hear me out. This just unlocked my own thing because I always- I'm delicate. No, because I always thought I was like, oh yeah, like ever since I was a young age, my mom and I, we went through this whole like health journey thing and all that stuff because I was very sick, so very delicate when yeah. I was younger. And so now I always think like, yeah, I'm just dedicated because like I have a strong mind. So when I eat healthy, I know how to do it. But like you're so right. That's not it at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I always say. I, I hate discipline. <laughs> I hate the word discipline. This is it's such a it's a nasty word. You, first of all, you can't hold. You can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna be disciplined for a while, but fuck off. Like yeah. I I believe in in inspiration, and I think that you will always go to what gives you pleasure over pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So figure out a way to associate good eating. And good lifestyle with pleasure. Like yeah. good things lead to that direction. There is a pleasure in being disciplined and self-restricted. Like mm-hmm. I like watching you eat dessert and I just judge the shit out of you silently. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I, I saw a bit that you were talking about some girl on a plane with you and she was like, oh yeah. That was a great bit. Isn't that a good bit? That was a True great story, bit. story, man. Could you, could you say that? Because I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to butcher it. What happened? Just this woman who was, who, it was great. This long and short of it is I was judging this larger woman who was sitting next to me for eating cookies. And she ordered, uh, she ordered two cookies, two. She was like, if you're not going to eat those, I'll do. And I'm just sitting there watching her eat cookies. Like just watching her pancreas just shoot out insulin and just sitting there going, I drink water because I'm pure and I'm fucking disciplined and you're weak. And then this, <laughs> woman had a seizure next to us diabetic seizure and oh my god mm-hmm. for real mm-hmm. oh. and this woman uh you know basically sprang to action and kind of saved her and helped her out wow. and uh she was an emergency room nurse 
I mean, I'm I'm not going to go through the whole bit. You have to watch it. But basically, the idea was, I was judging this person, and the, at the end of the day, the Cookie Monster saves lives, yeah. and I fucking sit and do nothing but judge people and fucking worry about me, <laughs> me, 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 and I'm fucking look at me. I'm in great shape, and you're chubby. Mm, I'm better. And she was like, "Yeah, excuse me. I'm going to go save this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you skinny fuck. <laughs> you useless skinny fuck. <laughs> you sit in your chair, and I'm going to fucking go make the world better." And that was a that's that's just a great lesson. That's I lo- hilarious. I, lo- really I love the way you uh you you tell your your stories when you're on stage. It's so vivid. I feel like I'm watching it. Yeah. You're, the way you could articulate your stories and, and don't just, be afraid to add things to your stories. Well, I'm going to steal your material. Yes. I'm not going to yes. be afraid of that either. <laughs> but don't be afraid also to as a comic. Nothing. It, it doesn't all have to be completely true. Oh, I fabricate a little bit. I heighten it up. No, because the the ad, so so um, I tell the story about when I was uh, in Africa and uh, and they poached this rhino and it's a long it's like this thing at the end of man tears and somebody said is that true and I say it's a hundred percent true. Now, did it happen exactly like that? Maybe not, but that's not relevant. There are things that are true mm-hmm. that didn't happen. That's why fiction has deep truth to it, right? Yeah. You can read a, a book or see a movie and you go, fuck, that's, life is that. That's actually, that's more true than your everyday bullshit. So you understand what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. That's, that's an important thing as an artist. It's Don't be afraid to add some shit. Because no. I talk about how she's flying the plane and she's doing all that stuff and she's, that's that's just funny. You gotta you gotta add that because in my mind that's what it was. Yeah. Or the way I talked about my dad and never grow up was you know this giant marine who does all this stuff. It not all of it is necessarily true, but it is. Mm-hmm. But it is because in my mind as a kid, that guy I'm talking about was was exactly that. I can see that. You're I painting exactly out your something. feelings, like how you feel about a situation. You feel so differently and so widely about it. So embellishing into yes. the story, it's like that's your feelings. I, yeah, I got a part. What they said. You're not good for the part because you're not sick. They need a guy who's like 6'4", 230 and like super muscular. And I go, I am perfect for that part, bro. And my agent goes, what do you mean? I go, because I walk around like I'm 6'4", 230 and I think I am. I believe I am that big. Give me the fucking role. And I went and I got the role. No because way. I, yeah, because I behave. There's nothing funnier than a guy who's 5'11", 170 behaving like that. That's better than that guy. Yeah. Right? It's like that guy you're kind of afraid of. That guy is big because you're like, why is he that crazy and why is he this confident? Is he crazy enough to fucking, like, what's going on with that guy? That's way more funny. That's well, congratulations for booking that role. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. <laughs> what is your favorite movie or TV show you've ever worked on? I don't know. Uh, my, believe it or not, my favorite TV show was Seventh Heaven because I got to play this alcoholic, and uh, who's now sober, and it was really cool. Mm. But um, a lot of layers. You know, I've never been on a set where I didn't want it to be over. I don't like acting. Really, bro? I just got into this. I just got into this. You know what? I oh, think it's bad to say. Is it because you're a creative monster, so you want to create it? You yeah. don't want to recite it? Fuck! It's just too much waiting around, bro. Too much fucking waiting around <laughs> for just one hit of a one fucking, fucking line, fucking line ah. dude. Fuck. Pick up some knitting or write a bro, book while you're I waiting. Love okay. you. Stand up, bro. Bro, stand I up. Fucking love you're gonna you. Stand there and wait. You hit your mark. Let's do it again. Can you bring your hand down more when you're holding the gun because you're blocking your face? Fuck off. <laughs> that light went out. You gotta wait for the light can you wait the light and then i gotta sit here it's clap i can't move all right it's fucking five in the morning i'm getting makeup uh, fuck it you know I, no 
And then, bro, everything you're saying is 100% the vibe that I've been on lately. And it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want, it's not like how I thought it would be growing up. I thought when I go up, people would be high fiving me, makeup artists, like fling makeup on me. That's it. I get on, just action, boom. And they're like, nice, cut, fucking, you can't do better. It's impossible. Rap. And it's not that, bro. It's not that. It's a lot of, hey, be here at six. We're not shooting until 2 a.m. Exactly. What so the you fuck am I it. here for, bro? You gotta really love it. What know? am I here That's for? It. Why am I here? Days. Eight hours before I need to be here, bro. It's just in case. In case fucking why? Why? What? You never even shoot on time. Yep. Why am I here early? Yep. Sorry. I just I had, to, I had to vent this shit, it's bro. True. It I it is do not feel is. the way they're feeling, and I do not attest to that. But speaking of no. a test, <laughs> Bell's testing for a very big show coming Ooh, out. Oh, yeah. It's all a matter of time. Matter I give of time. this to you as uh, something I wish I'd known, and I heard it on that documentary. Well, Stutz, uh, uh, Phil Stutz is a therapist. He did that um uh, what the hell is his name? The actor. Um, oh God, uh, he's a, he's a little heavy. He was in um, Get Him to the Greek. Um, oh, um, um, not Jonah Hill. Yes, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill um, did a documentary about his therapist. Okay, so don't tell me anything. So good, dude. Bro, bro, I heard this is like so life good. changing. Bro, oh, the new movie that just oh, on Netflix. So no, no, good. not a movie, not a movie. No, it's it's on, an it's actual a, it, doc with his therapist. Okay, you got to see it. Oh. oh, I'm gonna and, watch it tonight. Then, actually, and then he did Armchair Expert with uh, Dak Shepard, and he said something that I fucking wish I'd known when I was. Could you age. elaborate on that? Uh, he said, "What the uh, the part that you wanted to explain to her?" Yeah. So he said, "Actors make a big mistake when they go in the room to audition. They leave their shadow at the door." Mm. And there's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You have a dark side and you have a light side, and when you go in with just your ego." And you say to your shadow, hey, I'm going to leave you here for now, but we'll get ice cream afterwards. The Your shadow goes, oh, yeah, roundly fuck you. I'll be here. But you go in there with just your ego. You go in there with just pretending you're all light, that you're a cheeky, great, sweet actor with a, a big smile. You go ahead and see how that works out for you. And you're not going to bring your darkness in there, too. You're not going to bring in the truth of who you really are. You're going to bring in half of who you are. You're not going to bring that darkness. You're not going to bring the sinner in there, only the saint. Go fuck yourself. And you're walking in the room, and you're not yourself. You're walking in the room, and you're, you're bearing false witness in one way or another. Wow. Okay, you see, I bring it back to Bible shit. Come on, bro. Come on. Hit the pads, man. Hit the pads. Go, go, go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You see those multi skills, bro? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I don't even know how to do that, but just don't be afraid to go in there and bring your French side. Mm. To be true to yourself. Bring the bring bring sinner, bring saint, and bring everybody else in between. Mm. And if you're not in a good mood, fuck them. Maybe you're not in a good mood and bring that in. If you if you want to cut somebody's head off, Bring that in. If you just if you hate everybody, bring that in. Whatever you are, there's just a lot of pressure on men and women. But you yeah. know, there's you look a certain way, so there's this expectation on how you're supposed to behave, right? Yeah. Tell Angelina Jolie that she didn't give a fuck. Angelina Jolie, Charlize Theron, when she did uh, back in the day, she would she was not vain. They were they were willing to just look ugly. They were willing to just do things that were shocking. Yeah. You know, so bring all that in there, man. And mm. uh, don't don't let them don't let them pigeonhole you because of your bone structure. 
You know what I'm saying? They yeah. will. Yeah. They will. They already have. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of pressure to be a certain way, yeah. you know? But you, no, that's you know. a really, really good advice because it's, yeah, it's easy to go into a room and want to be very, very composed and present the best version of yourself. But I think what's more memorable is being like absolutely yourself and bringing as much of your personality so they can really see you and bring, feel like they can like relate to you. And yeah, but she's also a psychopath, darkness. like good. legitimately a psychopath when it comes to acting. I've your body's never just covered in bruises. <laughs> I'll never forget this. The first time I ever helped her self-tape was like four years ago. And she's like, babe, could you just... Sorry to have to do this to you, but I need to get this into my agent. Do you know? I'm like, oh, okay, could you want to go somewhere private? Your, your boyfriend's sister is doing like... A puzzle here. Your mom's banging pots over here. She's like, no, it's fine. It was I'm the thinking, only wall that worked. Bro, I place. thought this was going to be like a comedy thing because I was like, there's no way she could focus here. I look at the scenes and, dude, she goes, you ready? I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she just fucking snot and tears. She goes, how can you fucking? I was looking at it and I'm like, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. Every time you've ever cried to me in real life, you're a fucking liar. I swear to God, when I'm smoking weed and she like acting? opens up and she's like, I just want to let you know, like, and she starts crying. I go, are you fucking fibbing right now? Bro, or are you, you got, you're no match. You're no match. Fucked. No, you're like fucked. she is brilliant, bro. Like she is a brilliant no, actress. It blows me away, bro. That's amazing. No, nah, you're, you're, I like that. You're so um, confident and you can give people compliments, especially your girl like that. That's pretty cool, man. I appreciate that. I, I, I think uh, there's never, I, like, again, I believe in God. I, I think my, my blessings come from him, and I don't think that anybody could take away my blessings. So me complimenting you or, or pushing you in a good way is ever going to take away from me. And um, I've learned in my life, the more I do for my neighbors, the more that I get blessed. So, like, for example, Joe Coy, you said that's huge. Uh, dude, that's, I think this is through the fact that I was always kind and loving to the people around me and it just comes back tenfold so basic instructions for what before i leave the earth huh? basic instructions before i leave the earth i love that mm. um yeah no georgie really is the first person i've always said this first person to give you a compliment first person to if he knows he's wrong he knows he's wrong he'll admit it like first person to be like okay i'm this is i'm not doing the right things that's affecting the people around me how do i like make a change i love it man. yeah i ask the people around me once a month i go what is something that you you think that i should work on wow and jeez man you, you you're buttoned down bro i, I try buttoned down i, I, I take your class i'm just trying to stay <laughs> focused i i think it's because this industry could be very um Mm -hmm. brutal to your soul mm -hmm. and I my only dream is that I'm a God-fearing man and I raise good children and I have a blessed wife one day and and I think that the accountability of who I am is going to dictate my family and my friends and the people around me so I'm not going to tell them to be better I'm going to be the best that I could possibly be and it's either you're hanging at the level that I'm hanging at or you're going to fall from the tree and I love it. that's, that's I love how, it. I, how I see life I'm I'm in love with this podcast. I grew Thank a you, lot man. of wisdom from you. Thank um, you. I think there's a lot more to you than a lot of people that watch your special would ever even think. And I'm mm -hmm. glad you're on podcasts and, and I would be honored to have you on again. And Anytime, brother. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming here. And, and Thank being you on for my having podcast. me. You guys are awesome. This was wonderful. Thank you. You're the best. Uh, good camera work. I never say that, but I like the way you were swiveling. That now thing. he reads the man. <laughs> Is there anything that you want? Yeah. Yeah, no. Now you have to Photoshop hair. By the way, you asked him a question and we kind of skipped it over because we went into a different tension. But when did you find your voice? Like I thought that was oh, interesting. Oh, babe, thank you so That's much. A, I do that when I'm nervous. I talk. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> when did I find my voice, man? I don't know. I, I, um, I think it's still a work in progress, you mm. know, because my voice is always changing. So, but I, 
I think you get you go from, um, you know, you go. Joe called me up and he said, "Look, dude, you know, you're putting a lot of English on a ball, meaning you're there's a lot of style here. You're 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 good at getting laughs. You can come up with stuff and do stuff. But who are you? Mm. You know, that's a good friend to have. Fuck yeah, that guy's that guy's the truth. That guy's the truth. We call it the pesky truth, and he holds you accountable. Like my friend, my circle of friends, we hold each other accountable." That's a blessing. Oh, yeah. cool. I mean, that is a that, huge that's blessing. That's what friends do. It's like, hey, right. bro, you're fucking up over here. Mm. I just had to have a talk with a friend of mine. I was like, hey, hey, let's get back into what, what matters and what's important. How do you grow that type of relationship and how are you time, not scared? Time and mistakes. Mm. Time and mistakes and people pay a price for not doing it. And then we all come together and we go, fuck. You watch it. I'm telling you, as you get older, you'll see people, they'll, they'll, get, they'll go high and they'll be, and somehow they get, they get veered off, but they're still rising, man, but they're doing it all the wrong way or they're just aligning themselves the wrong, and then what happens is, and then they have to come back up. And, you know, so that's part of the whole journey and, and that's very important. So just own up to your mistakes, get better, and, uh, and don't be afraid of the truth no matter what it does to you. Just keep going that way. So I think... Um, the way you find your voice, though, is to keep asking those questions. And speaking uh, of asking questions, am I am I able to throw questions your way? Are we at a level where I could just be like, "Hey, you know, I'm pondering," because I, I feel like your mindset is something. Because you have more wisdom than me, man. You've been on in this industry longer. But than I, I've I might been. answer you with a with a. I might answer with you with a question. I might start by saying, "Do you already know the answer to this question?" Because you probably do. You're pretty buttoned down. Give yourself some credit. I'm I happy just, to I just always, like to absorb you, from you people. You can always call me. Okay, you can always that. call me. I, and I'm, not, I'm serious about that. But um, my guess is that uh, most of the time you're going to know the answer. Yep. And just remember it's that. It's usually a gut feeling and then I just... But bro, oh, f- there's so many more questions I have now. Like at what point did you start like... Like okay, now you didn't find your voice in, in your... Uh, in your in your craft because you're you're growing but was there like that boundary you know like you talked about how bobby has those boundaries like what what age were you like okay enough because like i'm still working on that do do you feel like you get taken advantage of yes because i want to be liked bro Mm. that's the fucking i mean i want to be liked and And then do you ever get to the point where you're like fuck you get out of my life like yes but i also like people and my problem is i tend to make excuses for everyone's behavior yes i just think people please and you're like but i could understand because that person in their life from this situation but look at both of you guys are happy individuals yeah but i'd be the don't ask me to be a cop i'll let everybody go (laughs) i mean you start talking to me about your family i'm like oh fuck don't do it again dude it's like he killed the knife down people i know but he his dad used to hit him yeah yeah, yeah. I'd be the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm not your guy, and I'm, not, and that's why you, that's why no one has all the answers. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy for certain jobs. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm too emotional, and I, I'm just a. It's like I do a whole joke about that in Complicated Apes about being a border guard. I'd be like, "This is a border. Got to respect it." They got the kids. All right, hurry up. That's me, bro. You know, I, I just, that. I can't, I can't. I, it's I just, good. Yeah. Heart's like your biggest tool. Maybe, you know? but don't ask me to be, you need a judge. You need somebody who can be like, fuck this, you know. Yeah. You need Did that. that change when you had kids? Is it like skyrocket more? I don't know, man. Not really. <laughs> I wish I could say, you know. It's, I don't know. You're just a lovable guy. I've, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a verb. I'm a verb. I'm not a noun. I'm always, you know, it depends on the day, right? Just, I'm always changing. We're always changing, you know? This, you can't, when you, when you label somebody something, right? When you label somebody something, conservative, gay, 
black, white. I don't know what you mean. That's a very complicated ape in front of you. This is my argument, right? And they might be everything. They occupy the entire spectrum. That Carl Jung quote, in order for your your branches to reach heaven, sometimes your roots have to have touched hell. And mm-hmm. what does that mean? If you're a f- therapist and you're talking to your patients, they're going to say things to you that are shocking to you. And they might even cause you to judge them and blind you. Why? Because you haven't gotten in touch with the part of yourself that is as dark as that. That's why Jordan Peterson said, it's important to imagine yourself being a Nazi, Nazi prison guard and enjoying it. Mm. That, when you get in touch with that dark side of yourself, then you can really be, you can really <coughs> allow the angels of your best nature to take over. Have you ever done a podcast with him? Uh, I've done two podcasts, three podcasts with Jordan. In I, fact, I did the first podcast with Jordan where Joe Rogan called me and said, that guy Jordan Peterson is great. And I said, get him on. So that was way back in the day. He's three, maybe two, two podcasts. The way he talks about the Bible just excites me so oh, much. Dude. He's very, he's a scholar. I would love to sit down with him. I don't know how to reach him. You'll or, get him. You think? Yes. And I feel like one day I, I, I would be proud of who I am if I could be a man like him. <sighs> that has my faith, but also has, because people always compliment me. They're like, man, you really stand up for your faith. And, and, I tell them, I go, my fear isn't standing up for my faith. My, my fear is standing up for my faith in the wrong way to lead people out of my faith. Yeah, he's got these fucking, he's got, he says things that blow my mind. And, you know, he said, uh, Lex Friedman said, you know, are you sure that if you stare into the abyss, you won't become the abyss itself? And he said, I'm betting my life on it. You know, and I, and I love this. I don't know if you saw this clip that he, he was going through hell. And uh, I mean, hell, his family, uh, his wife and his daughter were very sick and he had just come off this, you know, addiction to this prescription medication and he was a wreck and uh, and he was just talking, man, you could see him just holding on by a thread, just this man who'd taken on all the slings and arrows of the world and uh, and he'd come out of it and uh, he'd been in the desert. He was like, you ever see somebody who just who just crossed the desert and they haven't had any water yet? It's like, that's what he looked like, you know? Mm. And, uh, and he said, uh, some people ask, life is suffering, and you might ask, what is the anecdote to suffering? And some people would say comfort. And he said, but I suppose that's what you act out when you're swaddling a baby. He said, a better, a better answer would might be, the anecdote to suffering is an adventure to excellence. And, uh, and that's the strength of a mother, and the courage of a mother to facilitate and encourage that in her child, which is, get out of here. Get out of here, kid. And the kid says, but it's, it's dangerous out there. Mm. And, and the mother says, you bet, but it's more dangerous if you stay here with me. You go out there, you might lose your body, you stay with me, you lose your soul. And you hear that and you just go, bro, bro. Like that, if I, I don't have any tattoos, but I'd like to get that as a tattoo in Assyrian. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. My God. <laughs> Bro, you can't get too serious. Come on, man. I love that. No, I, no, but we could because who like. Who said that, by the way, with the, what you just explained? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, wow. But that is from the old stories. That is the motto. That is that is the that is the story of the resurrection. That is the story of Harry Potter. That's the story of all the great stories. That is the hero's journey. 
What does the hero do? Starts a boy, starts a girl. Mm-hmm. Goes out and, and meets an adversary. Call it chaos, call it death, call it nature, whatever it is. Call it the ogre, call it the dragon. Meets an adversary that you don't have armor for. That you don't have weaponry for. Everything you train for is useless here, man. Your kung fu is no good here now. And somehow you find out a way to win. And then you come out what? You might die, but you come out a hero either way, right? That's, that's the journey. That's what all of us aspire to. That's what we admire. It's always that way. That's, what, that's the nature of chaos. The nature of chaos and courage is that you, you will meet enemies that you, you are outnumbered, man. You don't have any weaponry, but you still got to fight them. Teddy Atlas said this so well. He said this shit so well when he was talking about the difference between a great fighter and everybody else. He said, you're not a doctor until you got a kid on your gurney who's bleeding out of every, every hole, a kid, and there's nothing in a textbook that tells you how to save him, but you figure out a way to save that kid. And you're not a fighter until you see a dude across the ring and he's figured out your whole game plan. He knows every one of your patterns and he doesn't give a shit and he's, and he's coming for you. And it's the eighth or ninth or tenth round and you're down and you figure out a way to dig deep and win. That's when you're a fighter. That, that's, that's, the, that's the journey of, 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 that's the challenge that we're facing. But it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. You might not hit it, but just trying in earnest is, is the point. Right. I feel like I'm Tony Robbins here, dude. <laughs> dude. Look at all those books of his right there. Oh, there it is. I still speak to his team. When I, I must I, have said that because I saw that and that was subconscious because I've looked at those books like five times and it just dawned on me. You better <laughs> without knowing. <laughs> what a great person, bro. Like his whole journey is, is, is at a whole different mm-hmm. frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, is there anywhere uh, that oh, you yeah. want them to I'll come be, catch you? If, you? if you're in Edmonton, Alberta, I'm at the comic strip uh, February 23, 24, 25. That's next weekend. That's this weekend, actually. Coming up, and then uh, I'm at Saney's in Nashville, March 2, 3, and 4. And then Sony Hall, New York City, one night, March 11th. Get your tickets at briancallen.com. And I guess that's it. Okay, I'll put, that, I'll put the links in my description to make it real easy for you guys. You guys can go click, get the tickets. Trust me, go watch this man. He's hilarious, sophisticated, sexy, sexy. and he knows who Assyrians are. And young. <laughs> Brian Callen. Thank you so much. That was awesome. That was awesome.